it's such a big deal just first of all it's such disrespect you know you have one job you have you, you have two things to do and is is turn, make weight and turn up for the fight how you fight and, and how well you cut weight and it doesn't matter download the all-star app make your picks for ufc fights challenge your friends level up and win prizes link in description get it now Freedom, man, it's been quite a few months, man, since your last fight, since your UFC debut. Um, I just wanted to catch up on, you know, what you've been up to. I know you went through Ramadan, so that was keeping you busy for a month or so. What else have you been up to? Um, like you said, there, there was Ramadan. And then as soon as Ramadan was over, I was back in Vegas, like, looking for a fight, hopefully, like, mm -hmm. mid-early summer. Um, for whatever reason, it just never quite materialized. And so uh, I just spent the whole summer pretty much um, sharpening the sword, you know, being uh, mm -hmm. getting ready for a fight. Uh, it took a while for somebody to to accept the fight. Uh, here we are now, almost September, and um, yeah, I'm happy. I got I I got an opponent now. It's on a good card. Um, so that's that's pretty much what I've been doing, man. It's, uh, just this whole summer was just getting ready to fight. Over the summer, you you had. A few teammates fight as well, right? You probably were in there yeah. helping them out. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. The whole summer, like I said, I've been, I've just been training, training, training. Mm -hmm. um, I had uh, Amir Albazi main event, the one of the fight nights against Kai Car France, um, and then just this whole summer was just like me, my brother Javid, Manel Cap was fighting on the Sydney card, mm -hmm. um, and a couple of others that you know uh, that. I can't remember off the top of my head, but just the whole summer has just been either in somebody else's camp or getting ready for my own fight. Were, were there any particular goals that you set for yourself between camps or between fights? No. Sorry, between fights. Oh, be, uh, in between fights? Not really, to be honest. It was just the keep improving uh, at a steady pace, you know, my overall game. You know, there's there's not one thing in particular that I think I have a, a, a huge uh, hole in, in my game, you know, like say the grappling or the wrestling or the striking. I think for me, it was just learn whatever I could have done better in my last fight, learn from that, implement it in training every day. And then when I go up in my next fight, I can showcase that I have improved it, you know. Speaking of uh, your last fight, your UFC debut, have you went back and, and dissected it? And, and what do yeah. you think of the performance? Yeah, yeah I've, I've gone back and watched it a bunch of times. Uh, overall, I'm, I was very happy with my performance. You know, I gave it, I mean, look like, you know, you never go into a fight and, You'll never go into a fight and uh, publicly speak about the issues in camp and stuff like that, you know. But the truth is, even in camp, I knew I was I was telling my brother Javid, I told him, like, this is not going to be the best version of myself, but it's still going to be a version that's very, very good, uh, good enough to beat the Mont Black chair comfortably, which I did. You know, I, I beat him relatively straightforward by, by like the last 15 seconds or whatever. Um, reason being is like, so I had I had Ramadan in March and this in like two weeks after the fight. So I knew I had a deadline to fight by, you know, and I got surgery in October. So as soon as I got surgery, I said to the UFC doctors and everybody, I said, look, Ramadan is in March. I need to get a fight by then. Otherwise, I probably won't be able to fight all the way till like June, you know, because Ramadan kind of throws you off. Um, so that being the case, I, I wouldn't say I rushed myself into the fight. I, I just made sure... The, the UFC doctor said, like, look, it's possible, but you'd have to be 110% in your rehab. You'd have to be disciplined, not make a, a, a wrong step. 
and that was the case. I did that. You know, the 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 physios, everybody was very happy with me. Um, the truth is, still, I only had six. I think six, seven weeks before the fight, I got medically cleared to do MMA training, which is six weeks of training and fight week. You know, yeah. so with that being said, I knew I just had to. My main goal for that camp was to be healthy, don't injure the arm again, the, the one I had mm -hmm. surgery on, and just be super fit. You know, so I was doing a lot of running and stuff like that. But as far as sparring and grappling goes and stuff, you know, like the whole time up until seven weeks before the fight, I was doing pads in just southpaw, just using my right arm. I was grappling wow. just technique. So, I mean, you can imagine. And then, I mean, I was a huge favorite in that fight. But I knew that Damon Blackshear was better than what people were giving him credit mm -hmm. for, you know. And, and his fights afterwards have shown since, you know. I yeah. think, he, in my opinion, I thought he edged uh, Bautista. Um, and if you give that win to him, he's knocking on top 15 then. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I think that, that win of mine aged very well. And, um, yeah, man, like, Damon is very good. But let's just remember, I beat him very straightforwardly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, you showed pretty much every, pretty much every aspect of your skill set right in that fight. You guys were all yeah. over the place, wrestling, striking, jujitsu. It's just like everything was shown in that fight. It was good, man. It was a good debut and something to build off of. And now you got Clayton Rodriguez, mm -hmm. another young prospect, one and one in the UFC. What do you think of him and and his fighting style? Uh, I, again, I think he's a he's a formidable opponent. He's strong. He's explosive. He comes from a good camp in uh, Shooter Box. Um, he's uh, he's also coming off the Contender Series a couple of years ago. Uh, mm -hmm. I think he was on the same the season before me, same season as my brother. I remember watching him on the Contender Series a, a couple of years ago and, and thinking this guy could be this guy could be decent. You know, he had a good style. He he did a lot of spin kicks, very strong, explosive. He obviously had issues making flyweight. You know, I don't consider him a a, a former flyweight at all, to be honest. Um, when you miss weight three times for flyweight, you know, he missed weight once and pulled out twice, like, close to the fight because of weight issues. You know, you're not really, you're not really a flyweight then in my eyes. So I'm not looking yeah. at him as this small guy coming up, you know, I know he's going to be big in there, I know he's going to be strong. Um, so, but you know, everybody's strong in the first five minutes is once you put the, once you put the pace on him, once you start touching them, is then they start wilting and, you know, you, you see, you see that um, the fight unfolds properly then, you know. When you got a guy that continually misses weight, right, and he goes in there and and still fights, right, because of course your opponent most likely will take the you know take the extra cash and and fight you, but he goes in there and knocks out these flyweights, dude. Like, how much credit can you give him for that? You know what I mean? Like, because we That's do true. give a lot of praise for just the fight and 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 the result, but we never talk about the weight misses. You know what I mean? We never talk about that afterwards. That's true. That's true. Nah, man. Look, like <clears throat> missing weight is uh is is such a big deal, you know, like, and, mm. and also it depends how much you miss it by, you know, but it, it's such a big deal. Just first of all, it's such disrespect. You know, you have one job, you have, you, you have two things to do and is, is turn, make weight and turn up for the fight, how you fight and, and how well you cut weight. And it doesn't matter, but contractually you have to make weight and you have to turn up for the fight. Those are two things you owe the promotion and your opponent for you to not freaking make weight as such disrespect because if you think about it from a logistic point of view you're spending the extra let's say two hours cutting those last couple pounds or three hours whatever your opponent isn't he just kind of chilled out and for the most part it's not that okay maybe once it could have been a legit medical issue but if you're doing it three yeah. times 
it probably means you're being slack in your diet, you're being slack in your, or you're giving up on the weight cut, you know. So it's incredibly disrespectful. And that means that gives you extra time to recover going into the fight. You know, whilst I'm depleted in the sauna, you're there drinking water, you know. So it's massively disrespectful and it does play a big factor. Yeah, we've heard the the stories over the years, right, of fighters that miss weight. And then you hear something about they're at this place during this time when they yeah. should have been cutting weight. You know, yeah. there's uh, different situations for different fighters. Um, let's say Rodriguez, you know, we've seen fighters go up in weight and still miss weight mm. in their first fight, right? Let's say he does go up there and misses weight. Do you take the fight? I, I mean, 90% uh, chance I do take the fight, yeah. Just yeah. because I, I believe... I believe in my ability so much. I believe I could I could just smash this guy regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an off chance he misses by like five pounds, six pounds, like like my guy in uh, Contender Series did. My, I was supposed to fight him the first time on Contender Series. He missed yeah. weight by uh, 10 pounds. And I still mm-hmm. said I wanted to fight him. It's just the commission wouldn't allow it because he mm-hmm. didn't miss weight by enough. He missed weight by too much. <laughs> so the commission stepped in. So unless it's something unforeseen like that, you know, like... Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. I hope. Let's hope he obviously makes weight. But regardless, man, I'm, I'm in such a state. I'm gonna destroy him regardless of whatever he comes in at. Without a doubt, and uh, you know, you're going to you're going to Paris to fight. You know, training camp is in Las Vegas. You have a tremendous team around you. Is the team still the same, or do you have? Did you make some changes or any additions? No, it's still the same team. I still have Dewey Cooper as the striking coach. Uh, Jake Shields, he's like my grappling MMA coach. Javid is, you know my um, mm-hmm. overall MMA guy, my main teammate, Amir Albazi as well. Um, it's just that this time around, I'm going to, it's going to be in Paris. So I'll only get mm-hmm. Dewey Cooper flying over. And then I have a couple guys here in London that, that have always helped me out here in London. And uh, they'll be cornering me too. It must be a great experience for them to go over to Paris and, and, and help you out and corner you, right? Like, yeah, ex- you, exactly. that's hard to pay for. You can't pay for that shit, you know? Yeah. These are, these are like incredible, um, experiences and and i even get my my little brother who's like 16 and i try and get him along on these experiences and i tell him like to be honest with you like i don't need you that much to you know for the whole fight week and whatnot but just for your own experience to you know the because the ufc is like a very um how would you call it like a private private you know organization it's a private club Mm -hmm. not everybody can just get in and and see how the fight week works and the weight cutting is you know, a lot of majority of the fans are still ignorant to how the whole behind the scenes mm-hmm. stuff works. So I told my little brother, like, look, man, you get to travel the world, come along, see how the UFC works. So, yeah, these are, you know, the experiences are amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And he probably will get to meet some people that he probably never get, you know, ever exactly. expected to meet. You know what I mean? Exactly. You never know who shows up at these these UFCs. Uh, you know, when you look at uh, your opponent, Rodriguez, you know what I mean? They're, they're going to there's going to be a lot of talk about him moving from flyweight to bantamweight you know and you train with both you train with guys that fly uh, fight at flyweight and bantamweight what differences do you see when you actually start to get in there and train with them and, and you know spoiler? um differences between flyweight and bantam so the obvious ones are going to be flyweights are generally a little bit quicker mm-hmm. um and a little bit smaller but smaller isn't always you know a negative you know you for example like the volkanovsky and uh Islam Makhachev is a great example. Yeah. They're sometimes hard to hold down because of their low center of gravity. They're sometimes hard to get down and hold down because of their low center of gravity. And they're really quick. They're really scrambly. 
And uh, um, the negatives are they're, they're weaker, for example, like as far as strength and power goes, they're weaker. Um, and, uh, you know, size-wise, you can dominate them a little bit more in that regard. But there's some flyweights out there. Like like I said, I trained with Amir Albazi and Manel Kaf. Yeah. Probably two strongest flyweights out there. And, I mean, I'm not even talking pound for pound, like straight up as far as physicality yeah. contest goes. Like they, they probably get the edge of me, you know? So, um. But yeah, I'd say that's the main difference is um is probably the the strength and speed factor. Yeah, you guys got a hell of a team over there, man. Manel, I've known Manel for a long time, and uh, how just how fast is he when he's in front of you, dude? Like, I don't know. Is there someone faster than him? Do you feel like he could uh, be the fastest? Cody I mean, Garbrandt, right? You know. Yeah, pound for pound, like up there, like Cody Garbrandt, Manel, those guys are like the fastest guys I I, I see. There's different types of speed, you know. Like, look, Manel is because Manel is shorter and he's more explosive. His, uh, his footwork is also quick. His head movement is quick. But then you have somebody like, uh, Javid, who's very tall and very long, and his speed comes in a different way. It's very like lineal, if you know what I mean. Manel is very dynamically fast, you know. Same with Cody. He's very explosive. Very. He's got, like, for example, Javid has longer arms than Cody, so Cody moves his arms quicker he's got quicker hand speed but javid has a very good lineal speed you know so and i think his length helps him with that you know but manel yeah man manel's speed and and it's not just his speed it's 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 his trickery his his skill set is uh through the roof he's he's very very difficult to deal with yeah you know you're gifted he's gifted you know your team is extremely gifted um for sparring, though, you know, I know you spar with your brother a lot, but who are the other ones? Was was Manel the one in there a lot with you, or? Who yeah, else? this camp. Uh, so my brother was in there with me as always. I did a lot of work with Manel because we were both fighting, you know, within one week of each other. That was some crazy pay per view stuff, man. With Manel, with Manel was like, um, it was very like those those days when I had to spar him. Because not everybody wants to spar Manel, you know, and not everybody wants to spar me, you know. It's we're tough rounds. And for him, I had to really get into the mindset, like, no, let's go, man, on your A game. Because if you don't, he, he's one of those guys that can actually, that can hurt you in sparring even with the big gloves, you know? He's got that kind of skill and power. But yeah, Manel, uh, Amir Albazi, as always, he's always helping me, you know? That's my main guy for like the last freaking 10 years. Um, a bunch of other guys, you know? Um, just a bunch of other guys who are always around, always helpful. Uh, too many to name off the top of my head. Of course, of course, of course, man. Campus, you know, months. You know, I mean, months you spend in there just focused on one guy. And what do you see in yourself, man? What do you see in your second fight? You know, you you do carry the undefeated record as well. I mean, what what can we expect out of you? What can Paris expect? Uh, what can I expect? I, to be honest, they can ex definitely my best performance today. I feel. I mean, this camp has been incredible. I feel very healthy. Uh, mindset is great going into this. Uh, I've come out to London to acclimate, you know. Uh, I feel I feel like I'm definitely going to get a finish, you know. I'll be very surprised. I'll be very, very, very surprised if I, if I don't finish this guy. And that's no knock on him. It's just that's how much I believe in, my, in myself. And um, honestly, I feel going forward, like, I'm in a real good place. I've just, I've just turned 26. So I've, I'm coming into my own, you know, figuring out my style fully. The experience is, is coming along. And um, the division is wide open now with O'Malley as champion, you know. Um, and I feel like, yeah, ju I'm just going to stack up these great performances. And uh, this Saturday, I think I'm going to get, be it on the feet or on the ground, I think I'm going to get a finish.
for yourself, you know what I mean? Like in two years, you know, a lot can happen. Like you said, O'Malley's mm -hmm. the champ now. When 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 you mm -hmm. have a champ like that, you know, and matchups can get kind of weird, right? Like we don't right. know. We don't know what they're gonna give them. Um, where do you see yourself in, in two years, man? Because it seems like you know, you're a guy that's you know about your career and, and you kind of mm -hmm. understand like where you want to be. I think within within two years, within two years, I'll be I'll be around the top of the division for sure. If not number one, number two, number three, number four, around there, fighting the best guys and uh, fighting for the belt. You know, I think mm -hmm. what is it? I mean, it, it never goes as uh, as planned, obviously. But get one or two more, one more this year. I'd like to fight in December, if not December, whatever January. Um, what is, by the end of twenty twenty five, I think I'm I'll have yeah definitely within that top five if not number one that's how i see it to be honest there you go and you know when, when you have uh no losses right people are always going to talk about that but you know I, i've talked to many fighters that were undefeated or are still undefeated and and some of them they have different approaches to that right some of them think like man it's eventually going to happen this is mma so i don't even think about it what's your approach to your record my approach, you know, it used to be very, you know, in my earlier pro fights, like maybe up to like four or five, six, and I used to think, don't lose, don't lose, no matter what, you know, keep the O, keep, I used to really think about it and it used to sometimes overshadow my um, my performances or, or my mindset, if you will, you know, but I, I've learned just take it one fight at a time. If it, look, there's very few people who have ever been, remained undefeated, you know, at the top, you have Habib, you have uh, Floyd, if it happens, it happens. Whatever is gonna happen, it's not gonna stop me from getting to the top. So that's the way I think yeah. of it now. Is like no matter what, I'm gonna try my 110% to remain undefeated. I go into every single fight trying to win. But if it were to happen, you know, it's a crazy sport. Nobody's mm -hmm. perfect. Um, I'm just gonna let it, you know learn from it and allow it to, mm -hmm. to make me the best. You know, learn from the the mistake and the loss or whatever. And uh, just let it push me and guide me into in, in, to the top. You know, a, a loss doesn't define you. You know, it's how you rebound. Mm -hmm. A lot of the fighters that are coming up in kind of like your generation, they're a little bit more mature. You know, I've been interviewing fighters for the past like eight, nine years or so right now. So I've talked to guys nine years ago, right? They were kind of like in the middle of their career. They don't even fight anymore. And I'm talking to someone like you who's starting their UFC career with a with a bright future man but talking to you and comparing them the generation coming up now their their mind is a little i don't let's say more advanced i guess about their career than than the guys that were in the past man it's good to see man it's great to yeah, see yeah actually. yeah yeah i guess it makes sense in the uh, if you look at it in a um, progression type progression way it's like the sport is so young mm -hmm. back then it was only what 20 25 years old now it's like 35 yeah. years old it's still very young yeah. you know this boy is still very young and so um we've learned from their mistakes i guess you know mm -hmm. now that there's more it's become more mainstream now mm -hmm. it's there is more money you know it's a bigger platform with the social media and everything so i guess in that regard we have um we've learned from their mistakes mm -hmm. what you know and and learned from what they did well too so i guess in that and the future generation will most likely be more wise to the business side and to the career side of things than we are, you know, 10 years from now, you're going to be hearing people talk about, um, you know, they're going to be talking more about career routes and I want to mm -hmm. take this route and that route. And I want to do this with endorsements and that with endorsements. 
because they'll have the ability to do it you know as the sport push gets more advanced you know yeah i hope sooner than later man i hope sooner than later all of this stuff happens big sponsors big money for for all the fighters man anyway september 2nd ufc fight night in paris Farid, thank you so much man for the time and all the best in the fight coming up thank you very much i appreciate your time with